Welcome to Seize the GM. I'm your host, Zended. I am your co-host, Jules. And I'm Garda Moje. Have you ever had a great idea for a campaign? Do you have a group of friends who want to play an RPG, but you have no one to run it? Do you want to see what the world is like behind the GM screen instead of in front of it? Well, we're here to help you do just that. Each week, the three of us will be discussing various GMing topics, terminology, maps, atmosphere, world building, you name it. So sit back and relax. Let us help you. Improve your art of GMing. One show at a time. Banter, banter, banter. And we are entering the banter segment. Greetings, salutations, fellow humanoid carbon units. Welcome to the dead space between the major conventions. Yes, indeed, (laughs) the dead space between the major conventions. Wait, who's dead space? Don't worry about him. He's, He's cool. I know him. We've been around for a long time. No, 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 the dead space, though. that It started off as a decent space horror, and then it just went downhill. I was the one person. <laughs> ah. Once you can start killing monsters, you're not in horror anymore. Yeah. Uh, now, my, my thing, it, it's... Uh, the problem is it had, it had touchings of a psychological horror, and I was hoping they would go that way. But they're like, no, we got to make it more action-y. I think we already have an episode for this October we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, don't do not get me started on that. All right, well, then we won't. We won't. <laughs> so, well, but even more than that, this time we've got an extra special episode from the four of us for all of you listeners at home. No we don't. We're nothing special. You lie. It is the return of the Stat Blockapalooza. That it Insert is. Insert thunderbolt sounds here. Can we, fire. A, pew, can we do pew, a single pew. sound? <laughs> oh, wrong show. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but I'm thinking it's like right before we said that if we can get the sound of like a capacitor charging, you know, like boop. Yeah. So listeners, if you heard a sound of capacitor charging, you know it worked. If you it didn't, didn't, close your mind <laughs> and pretend you did. We yeah. did, however, set some special rules up this time for Stat Blockapalooza with all four of us. We each did. one of us Yeah, each one of us came up with a theme. And the Which other we three, all want to do, and yeah. we're clever. And the other three had to actually do something with that theme. Yeah. By the way, you Gardemanger, darn you, darn you to the to to heck. I'm not damning you to hell. But your topic <laughs> suggestion, I, I told Zippy, and oh my god, I had already come up with my idea, and I was proud of it. And then he just goes, and he goes, and he goes, and I'm just like. You have depression just like I do, dude. You're where the hell did those come from? <laughs> it happens. It really and does. There was, there was a second challenge in addition to the other people coming up with the theme. And what was that, Zen? Oh, what was the other part of that challenge? You had well, to do a person, a place. You have to and do a, a person, place, and a thing. But it can't be like you can't person, do place, and location. Sorry. Yeah. You can't what? do uh like you can't do two people. It has to you have to do one oh, yeah, of each. Yeah, you had to have one of each when we wrote them. You yeah. can only do it of the three. So it it's it's kinda how we did it the last time, except the last time we only had three and three, so this time we had a fourth person. So we had four Basically, yeah, so none of us had our own little binkies or boppies we could use for these. Right. Exactly. We couldn't pick the own theme that we had created. We were by forced the way, to play no, I, had, I have used the stat block that you made me create for yours. I've already used it in the game. Fantastic. I wanted to let you know that it was something I was never considering. And I'm like, I don't know. And I like got an idea. I'm like, oh, and then I wrote it out and I've used it. I hope you, I, I want you to, to know that out of all the stat blocks we've ever done, yours is the one I use within less than a month. Wow. I love you for I'm it, baby. Uh, I am doing Kermit arms right now in excitement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to each, I think what we should do is we should just, these are each of our topics. And then we will basically go back to the beginning, start with like one person's topic, go through everybody's thing on it, and then just go that way. Sounds good to me. Okay. So, okay. Since everyone knows that Joel uh, Gardemanger is the way he is. So, Noel, what was your topic? I picked the SCP Foundation. As listeners may have heard me talk about in the past, SCP Foundation is this cool communal creation of strange creatures and objects and events that aren't quite explained. And the Foundation's goal is to secure these objects, contain them, and protect the objects as well as the people who might interact with them. They're weird, they're strange, and I look forward to what SCPs the three of you have made. Okay. Mm, I, like I said, no, I. this is why we're friends, because I don't know what it is. You had a, It was just a perfect timing. You have nailed your timings with almost everything you do with me, and I, and I love you for it. See, I'm going to put you on the spot for that because of all the hype you're giving right now for, for this, I think the listeners want to hear what it is. But, but we have to tell everybody what we're doing first. Then we'll go back. I know. All right, all right. I will do this one first uh, when we do when we do Null's topic, okay? Okay. I will go first. Okay. All right. So what – Jules, since you're, you're here, what, what did you set as yours? I set um, – Bloody hell. I had six of them. All right. Sorry. No, um, I believe I suggested near future augmented reality, if I recall correctly. That is correct. Yay. Sorry. I have my list of topics and I'm like, oh, I added a bunch of some. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but no, I, my, my thing is, my thing is, if we want a near future, uh, uh, near future augmented reality, because we're getting some of that stuff now. And the thing is, near future AR it doesn't have to be sci-fi because we're, we're seeing stuff like that. We saw near future AR in, um, in black Panther, which I just saw. Thank you, Mark. I love you. This was the best movie night. Um, but you know what? That could be used in a, it could be used in, in a, in a noir detective thing or sci-fi. It could be anywhere. It, that's the one thing I want to see is what you guys did is like, did you go for a sci-fi bend or did you go for, um, like an intrigue or noir, because we're we're starting that now. Yeah, yeah, we so, are. I'm looking All forward right. to seeing what you did. So mine was empathetic evil, and I left it very open ended with just those two words. Yes, you did. <laughs> I've I I told one of my friends who I love very much. What I came up with for yours, and her eyes got big, and she took a step back, and she, you know, monster. <laughs> I was just gonna say, She's you're like, a monster. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then she, and then she said, no, wait a minute, no, the friend who suggested this is a monster. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yes, he is. Yeah. And he's also a dear friend. She's like, I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> now, Gardemoje, you came up with actually what was probably arguably the hardest one. No, it wasn't. Well, that's partially because I picked shiny, happy people because you two, especially Zen and Jules, love to delve into the horror. And I wanted to actually put a little bit of a challenge to go against type, or at least against your usual comfort level with the shiny, Yours happy people. Yours was the easiest, sweetie. Oh, go yeah. Ahead. No, mm -hmm. my, it, was, it was not the easiest for me, but it's the one that I think I, I oh, did something yeah. interesting with. I, well, as soon as as soon as you suggested it, sweet uh, Gardemanger, I knew exactly what I was going to write. I mean, yes, I, I tend towards the dark because it allows me to be shiny and happy in real life. Doing this kind of stuff kind of like indulges my inner psychopath, and then I can be you know normal and and decent during the rest of my you know my time out here. Yeah, I'm a. Uh I'm a little concerned that when I read mine for Shiny Happy People, uh, I'm going to have the uh, card thrown on me saying, hey, wait a minute. 
It's going to be fun. I expect Zen also twisted this in a way that is not <laughs> the intent, but instead is his best version of subversion. Yeah. I, I am kind of notorious for that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all are for that kind of stuff. So, yeah. All right. So, we, all anyone right. have a D4? Which topic are we starting with? We already decided. We're starting with SCP. Oh, damn you. It's was, the order. Uh, okay, so I'm going. I'm, I'm taking this whole thing off. Yeah. It's the order in the doodly do. Yeah, it's the order yeah. in the doobly do, which means. That's, that's All great. right, here we go. Item number SCP 8431. Object class Keter. Name D Res. Special containment procedures. DRES itself is walled off with a singular point of ingress. The wall uses see-through holo projectors to conceal its existence. DRES has an 8-kilometer radius buffer zone from the edge of the area proper. Perception filters, holograms, and subtle pathing are combined with routine security patrols, trained guard animals, and various sensor nets to keep out trespassers. DRES is an area about 5.4 square kilometers and home to a unique self-contained phenomena. DRES appears to be an area where the normal rules of physics do not apply. Outside observations describe DRES as an area where quantum mechanics and quantum phenomena occur on a super macro level. And even stranger, the quantum superposition does not collapse when being observed. The exact nature of this phenomenon is unknown. Currently, DRES is not expanding or contracting. The space slash dies seems to be static. Current measurements outside DRES's event horizon show no adverse effects to the environment. Sensor slash experimental drones, organic life forms, and mundane objects that are taken past the event horizon of DRES become permanently ingrained into the system. To this date, nothing has ab- been able to be retrieved. Outside observations of organic life forms do not detect any obvious distress. More observations over longer periods of time are required. <laughs> what do you think? I need nice. it as a location. Very nice. I like it. My thing is like, I didn't want to think about how to house an object or a person. I'm like, but I could do a place. So <laughs> thank you, Noel. Like like I said, this is a this is a cool thing. So I loved it. Well, I always do enjoy SCP files that are location-based, simply because you could never quite tell if the locations are a malevolent spirit or setting or entity. Mm-hmm. So it's the phenomena alone you have to deal with. Uh-huh. Yeah. I always think this. Yep. <laughs> so, Noel, does that meet with your approval? Did I hit SCP pretty well? Yes. Okay. So, who is You're next? next? Who? Zan. You. Oh. <laughs> We're terrible people. That's I know. Like we planned that. <laughs> Item number 65201. Object class Euclid. Special containment procedures. While looking upon item number 65201, great care should be taken. Touching or looking at the item without the proper protective gear can result in the loss, mangling, or destruction of the hands or eyes. While not being handled, the item should be kept in deep storage locker number 92461. Decon level 4 needed after more than 31 minutes of contact. Description. Item number 65201 is a ferro-organic spike with a slight curve like a tooth. It has no wear marks like one, though. It measures 18 inches long and in a radius of 2.5 inches. The members that have looked into this article claim from time to time that they can hear it call them, or it will hum in a subsonic way when handled. There have been no recorded instances of these things ever happening. Be warned, some people have been known to have negative reactions to the article after only a few minutes of working with it. Cool and creepy. Damn. (laughs) Nice. I like it. Well done. It fits. Thank you. (laughs) Organic. Very interesting. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, uh, last uh, take us home, Gardemanger. Yeah. All right, now I, uh, I I twisted this one a little bit, so I, I pulled the Zen here. But performance review, Doctor Michael Andreas. Doctor Andreas is categorized as a solid performing researcher. Specifically, Doctor Andreas demonstrates above average conscientiousness and adherence to protocol. Despite his short tenure with the SCP Foundation. Dr. Andreas shows promise regarding research into string theory and postmodern dimensional bleed. Dr. Andreas, however, does show a need to improve his performance regarding attendance and punctuality. Specifically, there have been documented instances of tardiness to his workstation, despite his car being logged at the parking deck on time. Additionally, he has been documented returning to the SCP Foundation premises, despite not being observed departing by his co-workers or supervisors. Advise that Dr. Andreas be monitored for unauthorized research projects with contained items. Recommend a 3% merit adjustment and 1.5% cola. <laughs> nice! That was oh, fun. I dig, I dig that one. Yeah. Oh, 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 hang on. That, that, that gets snaps, my friend. <laughs> what a cool take on it. Yeah, that was I've fun. Been... Oh. That's not subverting it at all. I think that's right on the money in terms of the Darn theme. Skippy. Yeah. Well, I'd used my place and location, and so I, I just kind of had that moment of, so how do you make a creepy performance evaluation when you have this SVP foundation? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm duly impressed, my friend. Oh, my gosh. That well was done. good. That was good. All right, what's the next topic? Next shiny, is my shiny happy people. Sorry. So, that's all right. Because uh, it's the one that, you know, I came up with, I'm going to go ahead and take the reins and say that Noel goes first since we haven't heard from Noel yet. Yes. Okay. I love Noel's stuff. <clears throat> uh, I'm getting ready to hear the, uh, the called file on this one, but we'll see. <clears throat> the Village of Empty Hearts. The Village of Small Remote isolated. But these people smile wide as your party approach the border. You want to be wary, but you can't seem to say concern next to the carefree nature of these people as they welcome you to their businesses and homes. You wait and wait for the shoe to drop, but not a terror occurs as you settle into the hostile, sorry, into the hostel they've set up. Which is why it's odd when you notice the strange portraits around the village. While they look like relatives of people from the town, no one seems to care about when you ask about them, oh, they acknowledge the missing, but there isn't a way to concern or worry about their absence. Just hollow recognition, and in one young man, a look of pain he won't elaborate on. The second night in the village, in the dead of night, you watch the young man walk a path out of town. You debate following him, but he stops just on the edge of the farmland and lays down to sleep in a stone circle. And when he returns the next day, his, his concern seems to have evaporated. Fine. Very, very much the ones who walk away from Omelas kind of feeling. <coughs> That's a really like so bad. Mm-hmm. That's a nice. really good take on that simple inspiration that could have been uh, flat. That could have been one sided. Oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I'm sorry. That that's that's bittersweet is a, is the best way of putting it. I loved it. Well, and since Zen was the one in the middle last time, Jules, you should be the next one. <laughs> All right. And uh, again, no, uh, I have completely uh, stolen your format for this one. Thank you for <laughs> requesting the latest copy of the catalog. As a thank you for being a loyal customer, we are willing to offer you a 10% discount on our latest innovation. Introducing the Instabash, the latest and greatest from the Pompeo Brothers, Inc., a Frobaz electric company. This handy-dandy device makes celebrations a breeze, and it's so easy. Never again will you have to miss out on your own party because you're trying to stay on top of things. Just select the party you want to throw. Choose the approximate size of the party, guest number and venue size, food and drink selection, duration, and celebration type. The Instabash then displays available venues, catering recommendations, and optional recommended hardware like canopies or portable patio heaters. It also has an option to select party staffing if required. Make your selections and the Instabash does the rest. 
The InstaBatch coordinates with all the vendors so that everything will be ready for your special day. With social And with the social media upgrade, the InstaBatch will also send out personalized invites to everyone on your guest list. The InstaBatch also comes with various troubleshooting and incident mitigating features and upgrades. So life is a party. So let the InstaBatch help you celebrate the fun instead of sweating the details. All sales final, no refunds. By using InstaBash, you hereby allow Froboz Electric access to your name, address, metrics, contact list, and organ donor status. <laughs> uh, I like it. <laughs> I'm so using that sometimes. What do you think? No, use for the catalog? <sighs> that, that It's always that last minute. All right, time to pull the rug out from underneath you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I had to do something. That's the way that they always go. But I'm, I was like, you know, like shiny happy. You know, shiny happy anything. It's like life's a party. So why not make it something so you can actually participate in your own party? Yeah, certainly. <laughs> All right, take us home, buddy. All right, shiny happy people. What happens when the world as you know it doesn't offer up much challenge? True, most people will not know that feeling, but for such a tech man like Alexi, the world has no real challenges left. So what if the challenges now are internal? Things you cannot beat with money or influence. That's where Alexi is. He is a tech guru that has seen a flash of something. What is that something? The darkness inside himself? or maybe the darkness of the world. Trying to fix it in himself and others is not easy, but if he can get the darkest evil of the world and draw it into himself, then he can try to purge it from the world. Some terms get thrown around like cult of fanatics, but he doesn't let those things bother him, and he doesn't have to, since he's going to make the world a better even if you must bring a few of them kicking and screaming along. Once they see the errors of their ways, the shiny, happy people want to help bring more into the fold till we are all happy. <laughs> I knew you were going to have a dark little something on that. I knew it. I love it, though. Yeah, so I turned your, uh, I, I I turned your idea into a cult. <laughs> Yeah, but but I think you know, Noel had that that happy yet bittersweet. I decided to go wacky, and Zen decides to make a cult. So I think it fits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so next we have empathetic evil. Let's see here. We didn't Gardemanger get to Gardemanger, so he should go first. Okay. The Heritage Bicameral Idol Escarpment. The stones are still stained with the blood of your fathers. And the town square was the place where an entire generation was wiped out by the new kings. The stone drank the blood from their bodies in ways no other stone will. The stone brought by the kings in their chariots, replaced the rough-hewn sandstone from your grandparents' generation. The stone shattered the square into the escarpment that maintains today, humming and glowing and constantly reminding you it is there. Every day, every week, all you see is a reminder that these stones hold on to the last remnants of your parents. Every tear that drops from your cheek is rapidly absorbed by those same stones. You'd go back in time if you could. You'd stop your parents from asking for help. The new kings came at your parents' behest. The new kings saved your village from the ever-encroaching, creeping green death. They didn't want to, but blood had to be spilled to power the stonework. The kings explained the creeping death was their fault. The attempt to keep the world green, to put right what they themselves destroyed, had taken on a life of its own. The kings in the sky required a sacrifice to save the village from the king's own arrogant folly, and your parents gave it freely. Oh my god. You sick bastard. <sighs> I love it. That was so good. Uh-huh. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's an added joke about this. If after you've heard this, go look in the doodly-doo in the show notes, um, and, and you'll see the other part of the joke. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think, what, Null's up next? Yes, he is. All right. Give me a second. I'm still containing myself after that one. Uh, yeah, that wow. was good. <laughs> I know. Why, why do you think I nominated you next? I can't follow that. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. The circle of deep dreaming. It's voraciously hungry. That's a truth that cannot be disputed. It wants and needs for terrors, for nightmares, for the thoughts of the darkest violence and cruelest of intentions. All are sustenance for the circle. All let it thrive and strengthen. Those who dare dream within a day's walking journey to the ring will feel compelled to travel and slumber within its boundary. There they will experience their terrors culminated in a single awful nightmare. And then it will be gone consumed by the circle. They'll be free of the darkness for the next turn of the moon. If this was the last intelligent being in the region, the circle too will vanish, seeking new nightmares to consume. Currently, the ring resides outside a small, trouble-free village. The village has kept it here for 12 years, using its terror-eating powers to treat the darkness within them, to free them of the burdens of their hearts. That was good. Oh my god! <laughs> that that. Oh, I, fuck! I set myself up. I can't follow either of you. I uh, I call that one part two <laughs> of three. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Hot damn! All right. That was amazing. Jules, what do you got? All right. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> now for the bang with a whimper here. I swear. Excuse me? Gesumt. Why are you crying? Mummy, don't cry. Don't be sad. Why are you crying? This is my destiny, remember? Born under a lunar eclipse following a solar eclipse. I've been studying the ancient texts, memorizing the histories, following your lessons since before I was weaned. You told me that the prophecy said it would become our country's most influential regent, beloved by all. I would fix our land's problems. I would heal the hearts of our people. And I have, haven't I? My people love me. They live in safety if they stay within the walls. They have full bellies if they're willing to work in the fields or the mines. And they're free to worship whatever gods I choose. You raised me to be the greatest regent, mummy. You follow. You said following your lessons was the only way to become the ruler I am destined to be. That everyone would love me. So I followed your lessons, mummy, every day. Weapons practice, history lessons, music, rhetoric, philosophy, war, politics. I studied them all at your knee. But look at your face, mummy. I don't see love. I see fear. Oh, but don't worry, mummy. You told me I am the destined regent, and you've told me this for the last 10 years. So I know it's not my fault. There must be something wrong with you. So please stop crying, mummy. I'll fix you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, okay. That's not as good as the other one said. Wait, what? I think that yes, is awesome. all awesome. Don't yeah. sell yourself short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I tried to make it empathetic and just, like I said, my friend looked at me like, you're a monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hope I made one that was, well, empathetic evil, kind of. Well, it, it definitely feels like evil that's attempting to be empathetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it definitely I mean, is. It, it it's is. a villain or an evil that thinks that it is the hero of its own story. Right. Which, which is yeah. villains should be. Yes. Which is cool. Everyone's the hero of their own story. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, so why not tell it from, you know, the hero's point of view? <laughs> but that that whole, you know, it's like, I can't be wrong because of everything you told me. So something's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. That was good. Yep. Oh, thanks. And, oh, boy. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I Oh shit, we're closing with mine. Yeah. 
Yep. Sorry, not as good as <laughs> my time. I'm sorry. I I went uh, a little bit more generic. So hey, hey, hey don't sell yourself no, short. No, 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 see what we came yeah, up. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Let's see what. Yeah, well, let's see what it inspired before you say it was not a good one. Well, I'm just thinking comparatively to some of these other ones that everyone else came up with. I'm like, yeah. damn. <laughs> let, so let us let us yeah. see if we can prove you prove you wrong. All right, I want Zen to lead this one off. Oh God. Okay. Symbiosis. As the grainy resolution sharpens over the physicality of the old door, the name symbiosis comes into sharp focus. Reaching out to the door, it opens with but a touch of the palm reader. The codes it get to uploaded with a thought. The room entered is white and blank. Blinking three times rapidly calls up the AR settings in the room. It floods into a room full of maps and information. There's a bed and a few other real-world things, but not much. The makeup of the AR is changed for each person that interacts with it. In the beginning... The area stays simple, and as the root protocols start to learn the things you need, want, and like, they change to fill in those things. Symbiosis grows on you, and in you, the more time you stay in it, till eventually, it doesn't even need the room. And when that happens, the latest stage of the AR and VR interface grows to help you in ways you don't need but that it feels you want. Trademark Zen Dead Creepy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It, this That's is something that got a Horizon shit. Yeah. <laughs> well played. I do like my creepy. Yeah, you do. But it, it, it fit. I like it. It fits. It works. It, it it's in your creepy, and I think you'll see in the one I did. It kind of fits my world building tendencies. Uh, this was the first one I came up with, Jules. So this oh, really? is the one that just just hit me. Data germs. The high density storage media broke our old expectations for data. All the chatter about trinary computing and breaking Moore's law may have been for naught, but the amount we could store wasn't overstated. But that's the problem. Caches of data are left in storage crystals, and no, long, no larger than a pebble. They litter the world left and right, up and down, dragging with them the data, the history, the memories they contain. Data pollution is what they're calling it. The seamless mesh network that runs the air infrastructure of the world can't keep up. The backwards compatibility is baked into the entire world, and there's too much writing on it for the corpse to reverse course now. It's too bad for the scientists so often early adopters, are holding the blame for those memory crystals so cheaply made, so cheaply filled, and so cheaply tossed. These data germs infected our world on the precipice of technological breakthroughs and left us swimming in a morass of the past and pains reflected on anyone who stumbles too close to one of these hidden gems broadcast. Damn, dude. Oh, yeah. Little, little wow. data bombs everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is good. There's a whole world that's now spinning out of this in my head from when from that idea. I mean, it's quite literally just like the first paragraph of a setting yeah. book. Yeah, it is. I love it. Perfect. <laughs> so, I see what everyone else yeah. came up with from, from everyone else's ideas. I'm like, oh no, I didn't offer. I didn't offer a good platform. Well, I'm definitely uh, stealing your uh, style of doing kind of the narrative kind of approach with my last one. So here we go. Daemon of the Circle. It won't appear without the aid of the glass. It's not alive in the normal sense, just energy that can think. And most of what it thinks about is its hunger. The Circle centers it, gives it a place to manifest in the world, but it can't leave it. The Glass lets you see it, though. Give them here, I'll show you. Oh, you have the scanner set for low light. That, that won't help. It's got to be on the thin wave spectrum. Yes, the same one we used to fix the cart. I told you, it's it's energy. Electrical or not, I'm not sure. The, the circle's magnetic, so I think the creature is centered on that. Here, put your glasses back on. Yes, you see it now. 
big, nasty thing, isn't it? It only looks that way because we're here, though. I've left a camera to watch it, and during the day, it's mostly a haze of electrical patterns to the lens. But to you and I, it wants to be shaped like a nightmare. That's not one of mine, though, but I can't blame you. The giant lagomorph would spook me, too. Now, come with me into the circle. I know you're scared. That's the point. That's why we're here. That's what it wants. That's why it's focused on you. Just step in. It won't do anything to you unless you lie down to sleep. This next part, I need you to be very careful. I'm going to set your glasses to a different output mode, the one we talked about last night. You'll see nothing but noise on your end. But the creature of the circle, you might see something in the static. Perfect. Step back. It's transfixed. We'll get you a new glass. Just let it wear it. All right, you, you can't see anymore. Here, look through mine. It's just sitting there, affixed to the images of horror, feeding. While you're looking to the side of the circle, what do you see? Give me my glasses back. Oh. Oh, there's more of them. So many more. Damn. We need them in the That's awesome. <laughs> so awesome. <gasps> yeah. Part three or three. That is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. It took a little bit trying to fold in the um yes, the near did. future AR into the kind of trilogy of the story, but I, I think there I pulled it. Yeah. it worked. It worked well. <laughs> that was good, man. Holy cow. Wow. Huh. Okay. Well, um on that note, this was a awesome yeah, that has been Stat Blockapalooza 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Electric bo- electric boogaloo. <laughs> I am not wearing jeans that tight. <laughs> what about parachute pants? I turned off right. the camera. Uh, on no one none of us looked close <laughs> enough to go check. Darn it. Oh my gosh. No, that was creepy I know. shit. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it is. I, I love I, I love just granted I like some of the the, the happier things, but it's just like I like it when something just takes a creepy, just disturbing like turn. I'm like, oh yeah. I loved it. It was so the last up. second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So for those of you that normally listen, we have concluded this we've also just gotten that lull between origins and gen con so there will be some big announcements coming in the near future shortly after gen con so for those people that are interested you should be paying attention to the facebook group Groups at facebook.com slash groups slash seize the GM podcast. And this is your reminder to engage with us on social media. Join the Facebook group. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. I believe Zen said there's even a Tumblr set up, though. I don't there check is. That, so. <laughs> I don't check that. I do check Twitter and I do check Insta. So you can definitely find us there. And like us, share us, review us. You know the drill. You listen to other podcasts. A five-star review and a written – that's a five-star rating and a written view, review helps other people find us, and we would appreciate it. Normally, we would roll into uh, some other parts right here. We'd take a look at our lexicon, and, and we'd enhance vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot to put together those stat blocks. Yeah. So, so, so instead – I think then, we're just going to hit some closing remarks. Yeah. Well, all right. I'm, Jules, this is going to sound silly, guys, and it has absolutely nothing to do with anything, anything we've uh, kind of gone over with the stat blocks. But with the world being what it is and everything kind of just going, eh, there is a webcomic out there that everyone needs to read. It's called Two Lumps, and it's about the amazing adventures of two Russian blue cats named Ebenezer and Snooch. 
And oh my God, one, the creators are very geeky. They make references to Alice in Wonderland from time to time. Um, you know, the, uh, Sno- the, the snooch is the reason that um, I occasionally say when I have imbibed too much, I am the captain of the carpet ship. It's it's funny. It's lighthearted. It's silly. Um, there's well, Snooch does haiku and Ebenezer does is like the life she bores me. But would I be bored? And he puts in some kind of random thing, and it's just hilarious. And you know, there's punning, filking. So I, I recommend it. It's 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 a little bit of goofy, quite fun, and it has been going on for a long time. So. We all need some laughter in our life, and the the antics of two Russian blue cats. Go for it. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Go to Moget. Go. Well, continuing in my theme of world building, uh, one of the best sci-fi shows in years has been picked up and survives on Amazon Prime. The Expanse, which was canceled by sci-fi, was picked up to continue on to Amazon Prime. It's a fantastic show and an adaptation of a novel series. The reasons for sci-fi not renewing it are irrelevant now, and that's a whole different level of conversations and about uh, financing that goes into modern television. Instead, go watch the first few seasons on Amazon Prime right now. Relevant to us and to Seize the GM in particular, it started life as the author's D20 modern space campaign setting. And it is one of the best hard sci-fi style shows that we have had in a very long time. Okay. By the time this episode drops, you will also see on the card catalog weekly posts how this show inspired me to start looking at some old books I had to pull off the shelf. Okay. Cool. Doubly cool. All right. No, go ahead. So I've been watching these cute little videos on YouTube by this guy, Zbashu. They're these wonderful little animated videos where he kind of goes over different aspects of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. He's had an episode where he talks about the wonders that is the fireball spell and the how certain spells can completely break <laughs> certain campaign tropes like Goodberry ruining a survival campaign or different and odd sets of characters like making a luck-based character. And it, it's it's been absurd and they're fun, they're short, and they're absolutely charming. Anybody who's played D&D at all or is curious just to look at some of the, the basic oh, mechanics of D&D. Fun. This is a great little show to look at. Cool. I, I am actually just because of it origins. I actually picked up the uh, starter set for really. ID. It's Ooh. really clean. Uh, I, really I like have it. not had much chance to look at it. I've only gotten into the beginnings of it. I haven't even gotten into like how combat works yet, but I know most D&D, so I kind of have at least a good idea. You're going to pick up a lot really quickly, I, and shameless cross-promotional uh, post here. We took a look at 5th Ed a little bit in the One Archer Three Ways card catalog post, where we compared 5th Ed uh, D&D to 2nd Ed Palladium and 4th Ed Earthdawn. So if you want to uh, take a quick write-up and take a look at it, listeners, if you haven't played 5e, Go grab the uh, mm-hmm. website and take a look at the One Archer Three Ways posts. Cool. Yeah. I actually uh, got to play 5th edition last year as part of So Many Levels, a D&D podcast, uh, when they did their um, Child's Play uh, episode. Oh, cool. Child's Play is a charity um, that happens every November. And I got to play a cobalt paladin, and it was awesome. And it was, I want to play him again. That's how much fun I had. I really want to play him again. He was amazing. That's cool. That is so cool. So mine is another game because I can't seem to not do game stuff. (laughs) But one of, remember how like 
months and months ago, it might have even been almost a year ago now, I talked about the Torg role-playing game. Yeah. And that they had done a Kickstarter for it. And that I had missed the Kickstarter. One of my players did not miss the Kickstarter. Oh, dear. Yeah. And he had... He he gave me the core book and he said, please read this and then start running it for us. <laughs> <laughs> and he That's hasn't awesome. read it yet. And I've I've made it about maybe a fifth of the way through the book. And it's so reminiscent of the old stuff, but it's new. And it's uh the opening talks about how, like, you know, at one point, you know, the world was on the verge of beating, you know, the the lords, and this isn't that world. Like, it just comes out and says, yeah, that was a different version of this world. Because it uses, it's playing on the concept of, like, uh, string theory universes mm-hmm. and a multiverse. And this is just another version of it. And it's a clean version without a lot of the craziness. And it's so cool. I cannot wait to actually get to run this game. And I think you can purchase it through Studio 2. And I think that's where I found it. Um, But it's Ulysses Publishing is the game company that actually makes it. And yeah, that's. I was really happy to see that they were that they actually have it now, and you can get to it and buy the books because I saw it at Origins. <laughs> so it, it's it's fun. But a last closing remark. So today, um, for those of us that that have ever had a chance to read anything by this man or have had the chance to have an actual conversation with this man. But we lost an amazing science fiction author today. And that was Harlan Ellison. And like a lot of people know him from working on things like Star Trek and uh, awesome. Babylon 5. Mm-hmm. But he actually did what is probably one of my favorite movies for post-apocalyptic. And it is with a young Don Johnson. <laughs> he wrote the screenplay for that. Do you know what it is? No one does? Seriously. It's a boy and his dog. Interesting. Oh, it's it's great. It's like Don Johnson when he was like 18. It was before he did Miami Vice. And yeah, Harlan was uh, responsible for doing that. But yeah, it was... Uh, I, I, I was kind of crestfallen when I saw that today. And it was right before we were getting ready to record stuff and we were organizing everything when I saw that. So, so yeah, yeah. Well, he, for Another me, the, uh, so. actually one also was one of my favorite books and video games was I have no mouth and I must scream. So not always nice. <clears throat> Yeah, he uh, he was he was an interesting mm-hmm. person to say the least. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a link to his Wikipedia page in the doobly doos. But I just wanted to to say something about it because it just happened, and from time to time I'd like to go ahead and do things like that. If somebody that you know we knew of from the industry or anything of that nature. We're just going to start dropping it in from time to time. So, all right. 
Well, on that note, guys. Find us on social media. Keep playing. And uh, for all that Ellison may have been argumentative and brash and pugnacious, he also fired a whole lot of imaginations Mm -hmm. up. And uh, let that be the legacy you remember. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. It's hot out there. So stay inside, grab a couple of friends, and play some RPGs. <laughs> Roll those damn dice, folks. True. But right now, stay inside. It's we're gonna be hitting a heat wave, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better stay inside, roll dice. Yeah. Alright, guys. Have fun. You can contact us or the show using Twitter, Facebook, or plain old email. Our Twitter accounts are at Zendead, at Jules Podcaster, and at 2050GardMoget. And the show's Twitter account is at SeizeTheGM. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash SeizeTheGM. Or chat with us and other RPG lovers in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Seize the GM. You can email questions or comments to the show at admin at seizethegm.com. And if you have a few bills you want to send us, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. And we thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Seize the GM. Feel free to leave a comment about this episode on our webpage, www.seizethegm.com. Let the dice fall where they may, and we'll see you all again next week. Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. All copyrighted materials referenced herein are held by their respective owners. No infringement intended, and no claim of ownership is implied. The music for the show is Dreaming Spirit, off the album Ghost Machine, by the Enigma TNG. His music is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license.